basically uh, we are laying low not much you can do um, we have to reassess where we are and decide where to go from here we had a meeting of the presidency of platform for progress uh, last um, about 10 days ago that Sunday uh, here in Sarajevo and a few people on Zoom uh, just to uh, decide on the concrete set of actions. And we decided that uh, we have to have a proper analysis of the results of the elections and our election committee is uh, going to spearhead that effort. We asked for a report of every um, team or organ or <clears throat> committee within the Platform for Progress and the coalition on the same. And uh, we decided to um, meet again two weeks from then, so it's this Sunday again in person in Sarajevo. And based on the results, come up with a concrete set of, set of concrete actions. Uh, we also instituted a survey of our membership, asking them how they view the situation within the Platform for Progress coalition, um, results of the elections, and um, if they had any concrete recommendations. We also instituted another survey asking our candidates or candidates uh, as to what they thought about uh, election process, support for the candidates, campaign, and so on. Um, the due date was the deadline was today for all those reports. <clears throat> the materials will be sent or made available to the members of the presidency. And then we will uh, make decisions. Um, and, and obvious, um, there are many paths forward. The one would be uh, just to learn from mistakes, continue. Other, uh, other would be uh, to continue meeting as a coalition each party within it has its own identity um, or form one political subject out of all of that or simply we leave platform for progress to leave the coalition and we continue our own way um, so that's one thing that needs to happen uh, we uh, to think about those issues mm -hmm. Um, coalition, we had a couple of meetings of the presidency of the coalition. Um, they thought that we just take this in stride, learn from it and get better over time. I had a, I was of a different opinion. I basically said, well, we did everything the hard way. We decided to form the coalition before the elections which is hard because you are limiting the number of places on the candidates lists for each 
for each party. We established uh, Central Human Resources Commission Committee. Uh, we established uh, Marketing Committee, uh, um, Election Committee. We basically started behaving as one political body, and I said, there's no way of uh, leaving that path, meaning we would have to really start being one party rather than a coalition of parties, if that's the case. So I was not in favor of continuing coalition, but only thinking about whether it's a new political subject of all of us or, or they simply uh, join Platform for Progress because it's the best brand of, of all the parties within mm -hmm. it, according to me mm -hmm. or, or people uh, that I'm talking to. Um, we clearly have to uh, recognize our problems, and that is, um, on the one level, our message is of different societal values um, that we all have to change, that we cannot simply participate in corruption, uh, nationalist bickering, nepotism, criminal behavior, and expect a different result. Um, each of us has to will have to take responsibility for that and change accordingly. But that's our message. The message of our other parties is, and whatever comes from it, and basically that means we have to shore up education, um, change the uh, reform our judicial system uh, in order to have the values, new values come in, the people be ready for it, for the economy to start moving because of the uh, the corruption cannot be rooted out without with the uh, if the judicial system is corrupt itself, uh, or uh, get the parties out of the the, the deliberations of the uh, judicial system at various levels of um, country or the country organizational structures or administrative uh, units. Uh, so, uh, basically, we're talking about values, whereas the rest of the country is, oh, anything but nationalists, or anything but other. Um, everybody is voting, uh, voting against somebody as opposed to for something, and uh, we try to make that uh, distinction and, and didn't work out. So that's one of our problems. We are working, we are talking about the set of measures that are ready for a politically sophisticated society, uh, what needs to be done, but the country is a different place. The war is still present in everything they do. And everything goes back to the war, and to the nationalism that caused it, corruption that is a result of it. So basically, we have to figure out what our value proposition is. It needs to be couched in terms of what's on their mind, what does it, in terms of set of priorities for the, the citizens of this country. So we have that one basic problem. The, our main message 
is for some future Bosnia-Herzegovina, another one today. And we need to figure out how to to at least present to people so people understand it. On the other side, we have to clean up, um, take the resources that are good, human resources that are good, those that are not contributing, tell them thank you. Um, we need to work much, have a better organization on the ground, uh, know how to do the door-to-door -door talk to people. We are, we are not organizationally there, we need to take care of that. We don't have our human resources um, policy in or, or game in place. We don't have the right system to recognize the, the cadre of people resources that we have to promote and, and give them the right responsibility. We don't have the financial structure in place. We have to work on that. Um, so that's the battle ahead of us. Uh, the good thing is that we recognize now that we talked about it earlier, but didn't believe in it. Now we know it's a long term. There is a value proposition that's good. That's the, that is the, the basis for new different Bosnia Herzegovina. But we need to figure out how to present it to people, how to operationalize it, how to use it for, in the campaigns so that people understand it. But at least we know that's it. We don't have many friends. And on the political side, true friends, so we have to do it alone, and therefore it's a long-term battle and find the people who believe in something and are ready to work on that behalf, uh, on behalf of promoting such a set of ideas, principles, systems. Um, and for that, we need to change the way we operate. Uh, it cannot be that if somebody simply decides to do something else and there is no consequence for that. If somebody is destroying the system as opposed to contributing, there is no consequence for that. Um, you are relying on somebody to do the job, it doesn't happen, there is no consequence for that. So, uh, our set of bylaws are not completely there to allow us to do that, but at least there are some provisions that we haven't used that we could have to make it more um, what's the right term to to make our day-to-day uh, -day activities um, more energetic more responsive more responsible the people have the rights the, the right tools to make the necessary changes but then I have the responsibility for the results of those changes mm -hmm. Um, we have to be able to say thank you to some people and say you haven't done your job and please um, let us find somebody else who will do better in that place and find a different role for those people if they would like to stick around. And that is going to be tough. Um, there are many calls for the presidency to, to resign and we need to figure out how that is going to be done, of course. If we haven't been able to, and if we haven't been able to achieve good election results, if we haven't been able to grow the organization in terms of number of cities and uh, that we are active in, uh, of course that the presidency is responsible for that. And how to do that? It's questionable because you cannot just have everybody resign and there is no leadership 
and there's no uh, bylaws didn't pre envision uh, such a situation and there are no provisions within our bylaws that would guide us to such a situation so the only option is uh, the Congress that is um, we are supposed to organize every year every four years it's election and uh, Congress and every year it's a reporting uh, Congress where we uh, report on the current activities the state of the Union state of the party mm -hmm. and then um, not the Union state of the party and then um, this time which will be in end of November the end of November we can certainly turn this into um, both the reporting and the election uh, Congress and um, that may be one thing that will come out and I don't know what will come out this Sunday but one of those situations where we will simply say okay we haven't done the job that was expected uh, let's just get it to Congress and start the necessary changes through uh, the processes that we have which is the Congress or the assemblies regional assemblies for each of the seven regional um, units or organizations that we have within Platform for Purpose. Basically, uh, the changes uh, will take place. We need to figure out how to make it in a way that's not disruptive, but there's a, with a clear message that once you have a role, you have responsibility with it. You have the, the rights, the right tools, but also the responsibilities. And um, then start um, getting ready for the local elections uh, two years from now. So at the same time, so that's on our end, what we need to do. At the same time, uh, there are still no results of the elections, official results. Mm -hmm. So they have uh, one month up till November 2, until uh, November 2nd, for the Central Election Commission to announce formal final results of the elections. In the meantime, there are many, many reports of, uh, of fraud and abuse uh, of the, those election uh, boards uh, who were both the administering the voting and the counting of the ballots. Uh, to such extent that the Central Election Committee has decided to um, recount or, or count again ballots from many voting places throughout the country. And that is especially case for Republika Srpska where there's a big battle for the presidency of Republika Srpska when uh, the midnight, at uh, the midnight of the election day, it seemed that uh, the opposition uh, candidate was winning and then in the morning the incumbent actually declared victory, and it's it's obvious that there was some there are some indi there are serious indications that a substantial fraud happened. So the Central Election Committee basically said that they will do they will recount throughout the whole entity of uh, Republika Srpska uh, the ballots ballots for. Uh, uh, for the for everything for all the levels of uh, government uh, within Republika Srpska and it might be even that it could be that the new elections will be called there I don't know why they don't think about 
that possibility even for the Federation, Federatia, because the same style, the same type of election fraud happened here as well. Um, my opinion is that there is no way that anybody can certify the results of these elections, even though a few days after the election itself, many international organizations were saying, oh, we are so glad that uh, the ballot, that the vote actually had, the voting actually happened. Uh, it seemed that there are no major issues. Uh, this is a holiday of a democracy and democracy again won, uh, only to find out later on that that was not nearly uh, the case. And um, in the meantime, see, out of uh, two point something, three million, whatever, um, people who could potentially vote, even though that's not true, there are probably not more than two million. There are so many dead people who are still on the ballot, on the, oh, not on the ballot, but on the um, list of possible, on the database of potential voters. But out of those three million, there, out of, I don't know, there was some one point something uh, million um, ballots was cast, but I think they talked about 400,000 invalid ballots. Now, that is huge as a percentage-wise. And even if, it, if half of it is because of the design of the ballot itself, where everybody has four different ballots, separate ballots, you vote for the president, you vote for the country parliament, for the entity parliament, for the cantonal assembly. And if you don't want to vote for one, you just want to vote for president, I don't care about the canton, right, let's say, and you submit those four votes. You have to submit everything, even if you didn't put any mark, anyway. you have to submit all four. Well, if they don't have mark anywhere on, let's, let's say, cantonal ballot, they declare it invalid. Well, it's not invalid. Uh, I decided not to vote. Well, why did you make me put it in there? So, so that's a bad design. It should be one ballot with four sections in it. And even if I just recorded one section, didn't want to record others, that simply means it's still a valid ballot. That was my choice not to vote on any one on the cantonal or any other section of the ballot. That still remains, let's say, at least half, 200,000 invalid votes, which basically is invalid not because people didn't want to, didn't know how to vote, <clears throat> even though that's possible in some cases. But people, when they count, if they don't like the selection the person made on the ballot, they just put a cross next to another name. And because it says only one, you can only choose one, if there is a selection of two that makes it, two people that makes it an invalid ballot. That way, people on the committee that are counting can invalidate any ballot simply by adding another X somewhere. Or for the cantonal, you, cannot, you can only vote a uh, straight party line. You cannot mix and match. Well, if they don't like the way you selected your candidates for the cantonal assembly, you just add an X 
next to the name of another party member and then it's invalid by definition right away. So how can, if somebody, uh, see it is, uh, we are talking about uh, thousands of votes different, thousands of votes different between somebody who made it into the country parliament as opposed to somebody who didn't make it. And you have 200,000 invalid votes. How can it be valid? Because a tenth of the ballots on the other side, on the invalid side, can change the outcome of this election. How can you accept it? So my position is that there is no way, even after recounting everything, that you can accept the results. Because you're now counting something that has already been tempered with, either through the invalid ballots or by, and there is some video uh, evidence of votes being burned or torn apart, torn away. Uh, how can you, so it's already tempered with, you, already, you don't have, even you're counting now in a better, more controlled way in the central location in Sarajevo. It is still or somewhere. It is still not valid because it's already tainted. So to me, the only way is really take six months, declare new elections, introduce or institute the um, scanning. Electronic scanning, you can do it within a few months and there is no need to have a, a training to uh, to conduct training of the population, you'd simply train the board members, who those who are overseeing the election. You come, you vote, you go to the machine, you put it in, you go home. That's fine. Count it immediately, automatically. So to me, that is the only solution. We will see what in the end will happen. But as of now, uh, the elections, the election has not been called. The results are not. Um, they are known up until ten days ago, or, but not since they started counting, recounting this on a large scale, they are not updating the, the website on a regular basis. So we don't know where you are. And it's not, not it's not going to change anything at the level of the president of the country where I am, and I'm currently at. Uh, slightly over 30,000, 5.6%, it's going up, but nothing major that will change anything. Uh, and the difference between first and second is more than 100,000 ballots, so that part is, is done. I'm just talking about the rest of the story. Sure. And the indication, it's interesting that um, we might be the only one or very few parties that when they recounted anything anywhere at any um, uh, election uh, place, uh, any black, any of the election places, um, when they recounted them, at no point did our number of votes go down, meaning they were stealing from us. We didn't steal anything from anybody. It was always going up. On one occasion, and I don't know if I told you this story last time, but um, uh, the lady who was our candidate, he's in, uh, she's in Newtown. Newtown is part of the Sarajevo, the largest uh, municipality in Bosnia-Herzegovina with about 110,000, 120,000 inhabitants. And she said, 
um, Platform for Progress got zero number of votes at that voting place. And she said, we are recounting, and I, and I, in my pile, I count 16 votes for um, coalition of the country. She said, I tell that to the person who is putting things down. I checked later on, there is still zero. And she said, wait a second, I just told you 16. She said, where are they? She said, I had to go back to the pile, find them again to show it to him so that he can write it down 16. So there's still attempts to manipulate even um, at this point. The bottom line is that the situation is strange. Uh, these elections are certainly not valid. Uh, we don't know who, for the most part, anything below the president, that it's really known who got what and how. Now, obviously, there is a, a, a party that got eight representatives, let's say, in the federal parliament or in the cantonal assembly. It's not a question whether the party will have representatives in the assembly or the parliament. But whether it's going to have six, seven, eight, nine, or ten, that's a question. That influences who is going to create the majority and form the government and have the ministers at the right, at the right places. And the last part is, if there is a silver lining in all of this, is that there's such a mess uh, in terms of the initial results it seems that not much changed, that the nationalists still won the, the, the larger number of seats. Um, and they have not suffered much, even, yes, at the level of the president, but nothing else where it really matters in terms of policies. There's no one party that has the majority. They all have to form coalitions. Whoever forms the government at any level, any level of the government or any levels of the government, will have to combine three, four, five parties to put their delegates together to form the majority. And in doing so, they recognize now that working with nationalists, even though if those non-nationalists or citizen-based or civic-based parties, whatever they call themselves, which is nonsense, but even they, for the most part, will have to work with nationalists. So the silver lining for us is that we, even if they, we made it, we would be with our small number of candidates. We would simply, or delegates, or uh, elective representatives, we would simply be in such a small minority that we would have to um, just agree or be part of somebody on the nationalist side, which we never do, or the other side. But even here, in the non-nationalist side, you have out of six, seven parties that are leading the, the discussion regarding the forming the government, three or four parties came out of the nationalist party. So um, I know it's, it's bad in terms of the results that we are not at the table. And we will not have the financing from the state budget. But we would be really 
tainted. Yes, we would be important. Uh, we would be in the media. We would be at a table. We will be we will be discussing things and, and try to influence policies. Absolutely. By the way, the policy is done. Politics are done here in Bosnia Herzegovina. We would end end up being tainted, and our path is sort of clear. We have to reorganize. Um, stay true to our ideology, to our principles, to our system, get cleaned up, get better, operationally stronger, and simply get better in terms of results over time, and decide not to participate, and be just be in the opposition until we are strong enough to be able to change the behavior of the parties who are in coalition with us and therefore the results for the citizens. Um, that's it, I think. Well, despite all the evidence of fraud, which is nothing new, still right. no real reaction from international community at all as to something need a closer look needs to be taken with this? Um, it is really very messy right now in the following sense. Um, the night of elections, and I told you that the high representative, Mr. Mm -hmm. Schmidt from Germany, um, changed the election law after the uh, voting places were closed changed the uh, election law in the following sense, how it, it, the number of seats in the parliament changed that. For that, he needed to change not only the election law, but the constitution of the federation, which he has no, which he had no legal rights to do. And there's a big uproar. There is even a lawsuit. Um, he changed the election law to favor Croatian Nationalist Party, uh, not Croatian, Croat Nationalist Party. And they are now absolute winners of the election. Without them, there is no way to form the government anywhere within the Federation or at the level of the government, at the level of the country. And it changed uh, the number of Senators, the people in the Senate or uh, the, the home of the people, as it's called here, the house of the people. And so there is a big question who supported it. The, the, the part, political parties are quiet. Last time he attempted to even talk about the change, there was a big protest. Uh, there are some indications that the United States and Great Britain were behind it, that he had their support. There also he talked to uh, heads of the largest parties, and that's why nobody's saying anything. But it seems that the international community is really caught by surprise with um, really the situation now that there would be such a uh, such an uproar regarding the, the, the level of the fraud. 
And even though Central Election Commission introduced some practices that were meant to or designed to reduce the level of election fraud, um, it was really outrageous in terms of what was happening. Um, the Republican Subscop, position in the Republican Republican Subscop, went out in the street and for two days, uh, tens of thousands of people were having out to protest. And because of that pressure, Central Election Committee decided to recount the whole, all the votes in the Republican Subscop. The International Committee probably didn't expect that, that level of organized support. And they did a much better job in Republican Subscop, the opposition, and then what is happening in, in, on the Federation federation side in, in, um, within the country. Uh, so, no, uh, there's a big void. The Central Election Committee is sort of left alone <laughs> um, to sort out the mess. And they will try to do the best they can. But the absence of big reaction from the international communities is really telling. At the same time, we are hearing voices now to give Bosnia-Herzegovina a candidate status, um, sort of in an expedited way, which is also surprising. I wrote a post saying, wait a second, wait a second. Um, You see what's happening, this election fraud. You know the level of corruption. We are third from the bottom in Europe. Only Russia and Ukraine are below us. You're seeing what's happening with the level of high, with a high level of criminal behavior with polit politicians. And you really want a country like this, the country that's, that, are, that is being away in, from the inside by these nationalist forces, by the countries, neighboring countries. You know that we cannot do anything. The countries uh, blockaded or blocked, blocked by the internal forces. After the last elections in 2018, Federation never established its government because the Croatia Croats uh, Nationalist Party blocked all the processes. Um, how come suddenly it's fine? So the fear of Russia uh, and the Ukraine scenario may be so high that they will simply close one eye on, on the situation here and say, okay, just get in. Maybe the candidate status may last forever. Maybe this is just a temporary fix or something. But that's a big news. Suddenly there's a shift in, oh, maybe maybe we should accept Bosnia sooner rather than later, Bosnia-Herzegovina sooner rather than later. Um, perhaps the, uh, President, uh, President Erdogan, President of Turkey's talk, of Turkey, his talk here when he was here, when he said, you need to forget about the West and turn toward the East. Maybe that was also a sign of warning uh, for the Western countries, European and Union, United States, Western countries, to say, wait a second, we are losing this battle in Bosnia-Herzegovina. It is really strange that suddenly it is fine, what was not fine five years ago, three years ago, and we all were saying, listen, 
you're asking us for certain steps to take, knowing that we cannot take those steps because our politicians are divided and there are two thirds of the political power does not want Bosnia-Herzegovina to be functional. They're doing everything they can do to tear it apart. And you were telling us, oh, they need to do it. They need to agree on something, knowing they will not agree to anything. No, suddenly, even that is fine. Let's just move on. Um, it is so strange. Uh, it seems that the international community is divided. They don't know what to do. The Russia factor is huge. The energy factor is huge. The prices of food, the resources are going to hunt us. People are predicting really harsh winter here in terms of the price of gas, the price of uh, any kind of energy. Mm -hmm.